Hey, this is Robert Mitchell with another episode of High Tide in the Dreamtime. Uh, today's episode is going to be called Astrology, Fate, and Transformation. And the reason I'm making it is because I think this, this week I've read a lot of uh, astrologers writing about why Will Smith did what he did, the Academy Awards, which is absurd. And it comes on the back of a few experiences I've had myself with astrology um, where it's always pointed out to me that in the culture, it's so misrepresented. It's so misunderstood by the, um, by the masses. And the reason for that is because astrology has been exploited to entertain people, both in newspapers and on television. You know, one of the, another thing I've seen this this week was it came to my attention an astrologer who works for E and um, Entertainment Tonight and stuff like that. And astrology is not an entertainment. It is a 5,000-year-old science. And one of the things that has happened in our culture is it has been co-opted so that the actual serious capacity that it has to be a incredible source of information for every individual about the origins of their experience and about the purpose of their life has been taken away. So it's now sort of used as a tool to entertain people and distract them um, one of the experiences I've had in the last year was I was asked to, to work on this show as an astrologer. And when I went, when I, when I discussed the person's chart who was putting the show together, they stopped me after about 10 minutes and went, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. All anybody wants to know about is romance and their finances. And I went, well, that's not what astrology is about. Astrology is so much more profound than that. Romance and your finances are fine, but that's not what astrology does. So one of the things I want to talk about in this podcast, and I'm going to make it simple and short and sweet, is why is astrology germane to every person? And the fact that every person isn't aware of how astrology is germane to them is a tragedy in our world that is, it's like the environmental tragedy. Because every single person has dynamics in their consciousness that are unique. 
and offer them an opportunity to transform themselves in this lifetime. And of course, people can do that without knowing about it. But by knowing about it, they can know that there is a unique structure within them that has been designed for them reaching some sort of realization in their lifetime that is profound and intended and progressive in their experience and also designed to help other people. That none of our experiences are random, that none of our circumstances in our, in our growing up is random, and none of the challenges that we have are random except for being designed to become something else within us. And we live in a culture that is based on consumerism and secular materialism. And we're made to feel that if we are not participating, if our attention isn't focused towards our being part of a consumerist culture, then we're failing. That introspection and prioritizing the more profound layers of life are not that important. So here is why astrology is germane to every single person. And really it's sort of, it's nothing like what people understand it to be in, in newspapers or sun sign columns or Cosmopolitan magazine. What it is, is it's more like quantum physics than anything else. And what it's based upon is the notion that there is an implicate order, which is the physical world, and an explicate order, which is the non-physical world and the forces of the non-physical world that exercise and influence and shape the physical world. So. What that basically means is that scientists have, um, physicists have basically mapped out that physical reality, 12 billion light years wide, that's observable, is 4% of reality. That 96% of reality that exists outside of that is unseen and unknown. And what exists outside of that exercises and shapes and influences what is implicate, what can be observed through the physical senses. And so when you're looking at somebody's astrology chart, you're looking at 
the implicate order at the moment of their birth, the arrangement of the solar system. Now, I'm sure there could be an astrology that could be about when people are a year old, where the planets, or when they're six months old, or when they're 10 years old. That, if that became the focus of thousands or tens of thousands of people who are interested in observable data, that astrology could be created. You know, you could create an astrology based on everybody when they're five days old. But the consensus that has been reached is that, yeah, let's just let's see where all the planets were at the moment somebody was born. And what we're assuming in that is that the explicate order, the forces outside of physical reality have exercised some influence on that being the time when someone's born and that the observable solar system at that moment gives some clues about the explicate order, about the intelligence that shapes non-physical and physical reality. And what it is seeking to achieve through that person. Now, this is not just a, a Western concept of physics. It's an Eastern concept in Vedanta and, you know, sects of Hinduism and, and Tibetan Buddhism that all there is in the universe, physical and non, is intelligence. It's one intelligence. And everything is a manifestation of that intelligence. Every tree, every dog, every mouse, every human being, every planet, every solar system, every galaxy, all of that is a manifestation of a unit of intelligence. And that unit of intelligence doesn't need physical reality to exist. That is what quantum physicists have found. And that's what you find in Hinduism with the notion of Brahman, which is the all. But that intelligence infuses both that 4% of reality that's physical and 96% of it that isn't. But when you look at the physical world, you can see its intention in the way that trees grow, in the way that mountain ranges are formed, in the size of oceans. And you can see its genius in the experience of people. Because each person's experience is designed to create some sort of understanding in them that doesn't exist at their birth, and that can be an evolving experience to their death. That the purpose of human life is to go through these transformations over and over and over again, and to become a vessel of understanding that is information gathering for this unitive intelligence that is 
non-physical and physical. And that by you going through these transformations, it gathers information. It gathers information that's only available to be gathered in physical reality. And that each one of us is sort of like a scout for it. I know this sounds kind of far out, but I'm having fun with this. And it's actually helpful in understanding astrology. So when I or anybody who's qualified to look at an astrology chart, and a lot of people talk about astrology and they don't know anything about astrology, and you can tell by what they focus on. You know, Carl Jung, who was probably the most profound psychologist of you know, the 20th century and whose work continues to sort of evolve through what post-Jungian thought and people who have developed his theories further, was fascinated by astrology. And his quotation about astrology was, I am not sure after a lifetime of developing adept psychology, after you know, 60 years of his work, he said, I am not sure that my psychology, I am, I, I, you know, what he said was astrology contains everything that I have found in my psychology and I am not sure that my psychology has anything to offer its older sister. And basically what you or anybody or, or who is able to understand what an astrology chart says is it shows the unique challenges that that individual is facing in their lives. And those unique challenges originate non-physically, but they will become physical challenges. And the way I understand this is because I can look at somebody's birth chart on the day they were born and see the sort of relationship they're going to have with their parents and with their family and with their environment and what they're going to be challenged by and what their inherent gifts are. That can happen for anybody. And what that demonstrates and uh, is that there are things that you can see in people's astrology charts that exist before they encounter them in their lives. That's not a trick. The most fun thing to do for me in, in, in the work I've done with astrology is to work with the charts of newborns because their parents realize it's not a trick because I don't know them. And then years later, they're able to see how profound the amount of information in their birth chart is because they didn't know them either when they made those, when they had that chart looked at. And so what that assumes is that there is some influence exercised on their life that precedes their experience that precedes the events of their life. If that can be mapped out in the beginning,
before anything has happened and discussed. and contemplated, then there has to be a pre-existing order in their experience. Now, when I talk about fate, I'm not saying that our, our, our experiences are predestined because they are not. And I think Jung's, um, his idea about fate, his statement about fate is, fate is the need to experience that which I must. But he also thought that those things that were not conscious, that became unconscious in the individual, that they were not aware of in themselves, that they needed to become aware of, they would meet as their fate. So the more aware a person is about what their challenges are, their and the dynamics in them that need to be transformed, the more they're going to meet those on their own terms. The more they're going to meet those on purpose and consciously. But if they're not aware of that and they're not interested in it, because what they're interested in is a culture that tells them they're supposed to be a certain way and that they should have certain values, they're going to meet those challenges as fate. They're going to meet those challenges as accidents and illnesses and betrayals and surprises that they seemingly are unprepared for. There is an amazing book, I don't even think you can get it anymore, it's called God is a Trauma. And basically what it was uh, is about, it's about how that everything that is too big for someone to understand in their lives becomes the experience of God. Where where people's fates are changed, where loved ones die, where um, things fall apart in ways that are out of control of the individual, they experience those as acts of God. But those things actually come from within us. And the thing about astrology is astrology is able to address what those things are, not romance, not financial gain, but what is the present challenge that is being exercised on me through my life? That is mappable from birth to death. One, in somebody's natal structure, because they're going to be experiencing those dynamics in every situation that they find themselves in for their entire lives. They're always going to be in that experience. There is no exit from it in this lifetime. 
people have to encounter what they are challenged by. And for every single person, every one of us, that's different, but it's mappable. It can be discussed. It can be partnered with. It can be worked with without feeling victimized by it. And then the other thing that's remarkable about astrology is that the planets continue to move as your life, as time passes. And at certain times, and at these times, it's not like this week or this month, at those times when profound change is demanded of one, that one's ego state needs to be changed, that it, the things that it props itself up on or identifies with, relationships, jobs, uh, fixtures of identity, our lives are designed to make those things go so that new things can come. And the way we become aware of those changes are identifiable through astrological archetypes. Maybe it's going to be, you know, the big three are Uranus, Pluto, and Neptune, which take years to exercise their influence on us and then go away. With Pluto, it's like three, four, five years. With Neptune, it's the same because they're really far out. And with Uranus, which goes around the sun every 84 years, it's, it's a shorter amount of time, but it's a year, a year and a half. These things don't happen overnight. And they're so thorough. With Uranus, it's about the flash of insight. It's about realizing that things are not how you thought they were with yourself anymore, that you've outgrown things. With Neptune, it's like your awareness becomes more subtle, more sensitive, more mystical to the sort of unseen influences in life. And it wears away at your egoic state, which is temporal. Each one of us, our ego state, is only as old as we are. And there are aspects of our consciousness that are much older than just this lifetime. And all these planets, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, they ask you to release the transitory for the eternal that you have that we you or I have these aspects of our consciousness that came into being because of our circumstances in this lifetime to be understood and metabolized and to become something else and that the circumstances of our life are just to inform us about what the level of our understanding is And right up against that is what our understanding can become. And usually, the limit of that is our family of origin, our mom and our dad, our parents, 
And we're going to find ourselves in an environment that goes right up to the limits of our understanding. And it puts stress on us to suffer those limits until we can no longer suffer them so that something else is created. That's the purpose of everybody's life that is seen in astrology. And the final planet is Pluto, the final big planet of transformation. And that goes around the sun, you know, I don't know, it goes around like it changes, but it's like every 284 years or something like that. Sometimes longer, sometimes less. So when that's in your life, that's in your life for three or five years. And what Pluto's about, which rules Scorpio, it's about death and transformation. It's about letting things die which no longer serve you and looking at the painful reasons that those things were in place in the first place. And usually those things are for self-protection because of the things that we are frightened by in our life. And of course, Pluto, when I say death and transformation, ultimately what everybody's afraid of is death. That's built into the system of life. But death is happening all the time in our lives. And that's what Pluto teaches us. That, yeah, there's one grand death where our physical ability to maintain our continuity as a, as a physical animal fails. But over and over and over again, we're going to be faced with times where the continuity of how we understand ourselves is threatened where our identity changes, where relationships we have that we think are us go, where jobs we have that we think are us go, that identities that we have in our culture go, because we're not that person anymore. And we have to know that from those deaths, new births come. And those are, can be the most painful. And one of the most remarkable things about astrology is that these things are mappable. Everybody you know and everybody I know has different versions of these things going on all the time. I do, anybody listening to this does, even if they don't believe in astrology. Even if they don't believe in astrology, these influences from an explicate order, from an order outside physical reality, is being exercised on them for their benefit, for their knowing, for their transformation into something else. And it's not that there's any punishment in this. It's just the design of life and the purpose of life. And astrology is one of the things that can show people the design of their life. I'm sure there are others. 
I'm sure DNA studies or the, the shape of someone's brain or fingerprints, like if people looked at it deeply enough, they'd be able to see it. But astrology is the premier way to identify the unique challenges of an individual's life and also the specific challenges of a time in a person's life. What are the challenges of the moment? What is being asked of me in this moment, in this month, in this year? And usually it's more than one thing. And it's things that are working in accordance with other things. So the thematics of what people are experiencing, even though they're unique in each person at any time, they're completely identifiable. And what is the value of knowing about this? Everyone always says, well, so what if I know this? My, I remember one of my sons saying, so what's the value of me knowing this? Because they were sort of sus suspect of its value. And what I said is, is that you can partner with this. You can partner with this intelligence instead of being surprised by it. Instead of resisting it and making its pressure more challenging. You can partner with it so that you're working together with it. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be all to your advantage. Sometimes it's about being aware that you're going to have to sacrifice some parts of your understanding so that something new can grow there. And that can be painful. But it's less painful when you're aware that things are happening in an order. And they're not random. And the world that we inhabit is not indifferent to us. It's not indifferent to our presence. It has a purpose for each one of us. The culture we live in is indifferent to us unless we're participating in it in a certain way, in a secular, materialistic way. But the world in which we live is not. And nothing demonstrates that more clearly than the art of astrology. And so for anybody who has any doubts, I've had clients who have doubts about the uh, legitimacy of astrology who understand the legitimacy of psychedelics or you know, psychological transformation but don't understand how astrology is part of that. And that is a shame but it can be corrected. And I also want to say that 
Um, I have spoken about leaving. Uh, that's going to be it for this week, I think. Um, I've spoken about leaving Spotify podcast reviews, which is a mistake on my part because um, where reviews would help me is on Apple Podcasts. And if you, anybody who listens to this and wants to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, what they can do is Google how to leave a review on Apple Podcasts using your iPhone. And it'll be super easy to leave a review on High Tide uh, at the Dreamtime after you listen to it. All right, so I hope anybody who, who was interested in this podcast finds it useful and reclaims the relationship with astrology that's, that is available without being bullied by consumerism or secular materialism because it is a dynamic and powerful tool for people to be able to use in their life on behalf of themselves and other people. Uh, Everybody be well. This is Robert Mitchell. Take care. Bye. Don't be a drone.